0: What will the Houston Texans secondary look like under head coach D'Amico Ryans? And with some teams around the league needing quarterbacks, will Davis Mills be on the move before the start of the season? You are locked on Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day. Welcome in, everybody, to a Tuesday episode of the Locked On Texan Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Shout out to our everydays checking us out Monday through Friday. Thank you for coming back. If you are new to the Locked On Texan Podcast, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Also subscribe on YouTube under the name Locked On Texans. I am John, some sports guy Hickman, of course, joined by none other than Sports Illustrated's own Houston Texan credential media member, Cody Davis, talking about the topics for today that we're talking about, guys, is whether or not before the season starts, Davis Mills could be shipped off to another team. And we're going to kick Mm -hmm. off today's show looking at the secondary, the expectations for the secondary uh, under first-year head coach, who we all presume will be still playing that defensive coordinator role for the Mm. Houston Texans, D'Amico Ryans. Cody, before you get started, I do want to say that judging off what we saw last year, this is the best group among all of the position groups for the Houston Texans. Judging off what we saw from rookie Jalen Petrie, who struggled in terms of maybe securing tackles, but boy was he electric as a DB back there. Made some great plays. I think the Deshaun Watson play probably may be the oh, yeah. best one. That was one of yeah. his interceptions too. On his picks, like that may be the mm-hmm, best. Because he one had five for, for the year.
1: season, but I agree that was the best
0: one. That of was the one. Uh Derek Stingley Jr. in real time making adjustments to the NFL level. Mm-hmm. Uh the, the the sudden pass that was called, um, the touchdown was called back or something like that. Mm-hmm. The very next play he makes his adjustment and gets up on them uh, the interception against the Jaguars, Stephen Nelson coming in and being a great addition and, uh, you know, uh, Desmond King playing his role. So uh, that I think is a OK statement to say the DB group was the better group. And I think that this year there is a true elevation of what this team can uh, benefit from. When they play well.
1: Well, John, you made the bold statement by saying that you believe that the DB group was the best of 2022. I will 100% agree with you. I'm going to take it a step further and say that I believe that the Houston Texans DB group was the best over the last two seasons, Um, especially when you consider that the best part of Lovey Smith's defense Was this team ability to take the ball away? And you got to consider the fact that over the last two seasons, the Houston Texans recorded a combined 52 takeaways, but 25, especially with interceptions, came with that secondary group. So now you have to consider how can coach D'Amico Ryan's make this better? We all know what D'Amico did during his time as a defensive coordinator for San Fran. You're talking about a defense that was, if not at the top, no lower than number three in the league over the last two seasons. And everyone, including myself and you, we are all expecting coach D'Amico Ryan's to replicate that same success in Houston before moving on of course last week was the start of OTAs and just listen to what Jalen Petrie had to say about learning under coach D'Amico Ryans yeah he's a great head coach you know a guy that's really intentional with what he's doing you know you can see it in his meetings and you know you can really feel that practice he's making sure that you know every rep that I'm doing whether it's a walkthrough, a practice you know even in the film room that I'm seeing the things that I need to see and finishing the right way You know, he's always talking to me about my body position and, you know, my leverage. And, you know, I'm thankful to have a coach that, you know, cares so much about the game and, you know, really loves the game of football. John, I'm glad that you mentioned Jalen Petrie's struggle with missed tackles. And you guys heard what he just said, even with his teaching, even when he's coaching these guys, he's telling them about their positioning. And I remember there were several times throughout last season. It didn't matter if it was us. It didn't matter if it was um, listeners and viewers in the comment sessions, other reporters and stuff. Every time we talked about the Texans and they missed tackles, we a lot of us talked about and pointed out how bad their positioning was. I like the fact how Jalen Petra highlighted that as one of the Miko Ryan's teaching in terms of him being a what I like to call a DC coach a developmental coach and I highly and I truly do believe that this is a secondary that's definitely going to take a step forward in 2023 yeah and I think that
0: when you look at what the front seven is we will what we project the front seven will do for this team uh, with the additions of the linebackers and the addition of, you know, Sheldon Rankins and, you know, big, big guys up front, Will Anderson. Now I think this will allow the secondary who got some ball Hawks, right? You got Jimmy Ward, you got Jalen Petrie. Uh, both of those players can hit hard, but they can cover too. And they can get their hands on the ball. You still got <clears> to <throat> count for Derek Stingley, who we're not really talking a lot about, but, This could be his sophomore year where he's healthy, he's on the field, he's having an opportunity to go up against some of the best receivers in the league like he did in college at LSU in practices. Hmm. And now he can show people that this is why last year was what it was, but this is why I'm Derek Stingley. So I'm really looking forward to, with the front seven getting better throughout offseason, I'm looking forward to how this will affect Derek Stingley, honestly. Mm -hmm. He will be in a scheme that will cater totally to his strengths. There isn't a uh, force of system because this team will be about being able to make plays and get on the field, but there isn't necessarily a system. They just want to make sure that they are attacking vertically and and not getting attacked vertically. So that's why I think we're going to see Derek Stingley Stingley, have a great sophomore year, bounce back from an injury, and he'll be a guy that'll be a, a difference maker. We know about Jalen Petrie. We know about Jimmy Ward from the 49ers times. But when we look at how much better this secondary will be under D'Amico Ryans, I can't stress enough Derek Stingley will be the, the guy that everybody thought he was when he was drafted number three overall. I think he's going to ball out
1: this year. Hmm. Really quick before moving on, since you did mention a front seven, I do want to mention this as well. And I believe we talked about it here on this show a couple of weeks ago when we had an opportunity to talk to Jimmy Ward. Um, he said that one of the best things about playing in Coach D'Amico Ryan's system is the fact that he put so much pressure on that front seven, um, that front four, it makes it a lot easier for the defensive back. And when you go back and you take a look at what San Fran did last year, they finished the 2022 campaign with a total of 30 takeaways, 20 came in interceptions, John, I think that this is going to be a phenomenal season for guys like Jalen Petra, Derek Stingley, Stephen Nelson, Jimmy Ward, and whoever else you want to throw in that, in that defensive backfield as well. If you're looking for a delicious snack, but don't want all of the sugar
0: and calories, go ahead and try out built bar healthy and taste amazing covered in 100% real chocolate. This is one of the better protein bars on the market they come in unbelievable flavors like the churro, peanut butter, brownie, and cookies and cream. Only four grams of sugar, 130 calories, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. So when you out there running errands, ripping and running, built Bar. You don't want to stop for nothing too heavy. Built Bar. Need something to fuel you throughout your work day? Built Bar. You can catch them. Uh, still pick up those specialty flavors online at Built.com or run into your local Walmart or Sam's Club today to pick up your box.
1: Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen, to this Tuesday installment of Locked On Texans. We got to talk about one of our favorite topics. <laughs> Davis Mills. John, I don't know why you're shaking your head because, look, at the end of the day, say what you want. But Davis Mills, we got to talk about it. Gotcha. and. It's funny and ironic that we are about to talk about and explore the possibility of the Houston Texans, whether or not they will make Davis Mills available for a trade, because we had a similar conversation like this a couple weeks ago. Um, You and I came to somewhat of a debate on whether or not it makes sense for the Houston Texans to move on from Davis Mills. I was under the belief that, of course, it makes sense because it gives him an opportunity to get a new scenery new coaching staff and still gives him an opportunity to go out there and compete because I still believe that Davis Mills has the qualities to be a quality starter in this league and of course you thought the opposite you thought it's best for Davis Mills to stay here and be somewhat of a backup here for the Houston Texans however according to a friend of the show Aaron Wilson of KPRC he reported last week that teams have interest in trading for davis mills they have called the houston texans and as of right now the texans have not made davis mills available john i'm not surprised by this because look i know it's still early it's not even june yet june is on thursday june begins on thursday and we are still in the i guess middle stages now of ota practices however I'm not surprised by these reports because, look, things can change between now and the start of the 2023 season. And the biggest things that could change when you talk about teams around the league is injuries and subpar performances. Um, The Las Vegas Raiders, correct me if I'm wrong, but it was reported that Jimmy G did not pass his physical, so there's a lot of uncertainty going on surrounding him. And down in Tampa Bay, a team that I already said could be a, a, a valid option for davis mills there were some videos of baker mayfield my guy who i thought was gonna be one of those good ones in the league baker mayfield um there were some videos of him coming out as the new potential starting quarterback for the tampa bay buccaneers and those videos did not look good and there's already some concerns on whether or not he's going to be the starter for tampa bay come week one so john you know I don't want to look at whether or not it makes sense for the Houston Texans to trade Davis Mills, but you have to ask the question, will the Texans make Davis Mills available, especially considering how much they have put Davis Mills in the forefront as of right now?
0: So, again, let me reiterate. I think Davis Mills should be a Houston Texan this year. Mm -hmm. I do. But this is also a business, and this is also a league where things happen. The situation with the Vegas Raiders, so first of all (laughs) – the the you signed the man that basically kicked off his legacy of a career when he beat you due to the tuck rule. And he is now <laughs> not signed, he is now a part owner of the franchise. So now he owns you two ways. He owns you on the field, and he literally has a a piece of the of the pie with the business. Another goat move. <laughs> and now Jimmy G, he may not be able to play. This is just so much bad luck for them moving from Oakland. Um, But to get back to if Davis Mills should become available, uh, yeah, Brian Hoyer, Aiden O'Connell, Chase Garbers are the quarterbacks available for the Vegas Raiders if Jimmy G can't play as of right now. And uh, you look at it where, from a team standpoint, if, if I'm the Vegas Raiders, we got Devontae Adams. Hmm. We got we got we got some vets on this team. We got Max Crosby on the defensive side of the ball. We have to find a way to be competitive and not try to risk it all for next year's draft with these veterans. Uh, that's number one. And honestly, for the Texans, if a team comes calling, and you know this is a business. And they, and they are in desperate need or in need of a quarterback, yeah, I look at moving on from Davis Mills, if this is something that can help us in the long run, uh, they already replaced the third rounder for the 2024 mm-hmm. season that they gave up to go get Will Anderson. And so now you look at Davis Mills being maybe an additional mid-to-late round pick for you guys. If a team is really desperate, maybe get a fourth rounder back, a mm-hmm. fifth rounder, and that'll help you replace – um, the late round pick that she gave up for Tank Dell for next year. So th- this is an opportunity for Houston to just kind of get some more building blocks back for this building process. And if Davis Mills can help you do that, then do right by him by giving mm-hmm. him a shot because he just did right by you. Like Davis Mills had moments enough to where if a team came calling, maybe they saw something out of him the last game of the year versus the coats or against the mm. Patriots, his rookie year, or when he had those moments. And so do right by him. He can do right by you and, you know,
1: move forward. The next question, the next question would be, or should be, and it's probably more important. How soon do they open the door? Because as of right now, and we know Aaron Wilson is one of the best insiders, um, in the city of Houston. As of right now, as of right now, the Houston Texans have not made them available. Um, but once again, it makes sense because things still early. However, I, and I'm looking at this more so from the Davis Mills point of view because I'm I'm still rooting for the young man. I can't lie, but to me, it seemed like the earlier they can trade him, the better it will be for <clears throat> him to go out there and have a full training camp, whether that be with Las Vegas to get on the same accord with Devonte Adams, you know, down in Tampa Bay, get on the same one accord with um, Mike Evans. You know, so um, Godwin is still a part of that wide receiving group as well, correct? I yeah, so so, so I, like I said, I'm looking at that more so from a Davis Mills perspective by saying, look, it might be a little bit better for him the sooner you could depart from him, give him more time. But I get what you're saying. Like, the longer you wait this out, the more you can really get back for Davis Mills yeah. and those draft picks and probably go higher and higher because as of right now, you could probably flip him. Let's say if they trade him today. You could probably flip him for what? Maybe a six-rounder? Six, maybe a, six, a, a I fifth? Think, I think a fifth might be too high.
0: I think a fifth. So here's the thing. You, you, when, you, when you asking me that, there's already a limitation on how many teams would actually want Davis Mills, I think. That
1: is true. That's, that's the only reason I'm looking at those two as of so, right now.
0: Right. And so with those limitations, let's look at the team. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, if all else fails – you got an aging vet in, in wide receiver Mike Mike Evans. Mm-hmm. Got a, we got an aging team. Got a team that yeah, either true. they are about to have contract discussions and they want to get paid, or they are older players. So if Baker Mayfield doesn't work out, at the very least, well, I'll go give me my quarterback in the 2024 NFL draft. The chances of Caleb Williams, Drake May, and other QB prospects, I really think it boils down to what's going to happen with Jimmy G and Mm -hmm. if he's going to be able to play or not. And I'll take it a step further by saying the Las Vegas Raiders should still look at Davis Mills as an option for security because if Jimmy G is having these problems right now, he's also a guy that has had multiple surgeries and injuries, you need to make sure that you have a valuable option. And when I look at Brian Hoyer in this stage of his career, (laughs) McDaniels, I know that's your boy, but (laughs) – I don't know if Devontae Adams is going to want to catch passes from him, right? And so for the Vegas Raiders, if I'm Houston, I'm, I'm holding out until y'all understand it's a wrap for Jimmy G probably for this season. you wasted money. You can move on from him. Mm. But come on, Carl, and If and if you are really desperate, a fourth rounder will do the trick. That's probably too much. But if you are desperate enough, I will. I
1: will fourth rounder for Davis Mills? No, that'll be... Yo, if Nick Casario could pull that off in addition to what he did in the draft and for agency, he already has my vote for executive of the year. I'm not even gonna lie. You know what, boy. Well, listen, watch this. <laughs> Davis Mills
0: may have, well, could be the exact reason, the very reason why you ended up with cj stroud and if cj stroud goes out there and perform very well and in, in that same year you get a fourth rounder back we're probably just making up stuff at this point <laughs> of course of course we're probably <laughs> just living in like if cj goes out there and has an amazing rookie year rookie of the year candidate and be, be, you got him because Davis Mills went out there and on, then you get a fourth and, and rounder? fourth and ten and then on the two-point conversion
1: Oh my god, love you, send I, Lovie Smith. A, a gift basket. I do want to mention this though. My god, did the Houston Texans dodge a bullet. Because remember, those Jimmy G to Houston rumors was, oh, was heating up pretty scary, it was bad. And for some reason, they have always been leaked to Jimmy G. So, you know, this one of them situations where you know you just gotta whew,
0: thank I God. Think we them. came on the show, man, around that time, and we, we have to let people know that's not gonna happen. Jimmy man. G was never happening, guys. Welcome back in, Locked on Texan listeners and viewers out there in the YouTube world. Can the Houston Texans go from worst to first? According to Kevin Patra of NFL.com, compiled a list of eight last place teams from the 2022 season. The Houston Texans are seventh in terms of candidates to go from worst to first for this upcoming year. He mentioned that they signed Will Anderson immediately after selecting CJ Stroud at the number two overall pick uh, mentioned how electric Damian Pierce is. Dalton Schultz was a solid addition. Christian Harris, Jaden Petrie, the other vets under D'Amico Ryans. But he ended off by saying, This is still a roster riddled with hoes. Make sure you check out Mark Lang's article on the TexanWire.com. Cody, mm. can Houston go from worst to first? And let's be realistic not first in the league, <laughs> but can they go from worst in the division to first in the division? What are those chances?
1: Slum to none slim to none i don't see when you look at this division i i'm not gonna say jacksonville gonna run away with it but as of right now as we sit here on may 30th 2023 and yes once again i know it's still early we're still in the midst of otas i don't even know trevor lawrence is in the midst of otas you gotta go check out our guy we over at locked on jaguars who just bought a new house so congrats to him by the way but um yeah like jacksonville it's the best team in the league as of right now. We don't know what Tennessee in the division. is going to I mean, in the division. I'm sorry. Thank you. In the division, not in the league. Boy. <laughs> but in the division, Jacksonville is the best team. However, I would like this debate more so last to second place in the division i think that's a little bit more doable because you don't know what the tennessee titans are going to be and i kind of consider the indianapolis colts in the same boat as the houston texans even though they do have veterans who are better especially when you consider the health of shaquille leonard um but i mean it i don't see them going last to first um and then you also when you talk about being realistic we have expectations for Coach Demico Rhines, Bobby Slowick, CJ, Will Anderson, Tank. Like we have expectations for a lot of these first year coaches, rookies, and I would throw even the second-year guys in there, like like Jalen Petrie, um, Damian Pierce. Like at the end of the day, we got to keep in mind that a lot of the core of the Houston Texans group is 2023 still going to be yeah they're young and it's still going to be a learning curve i don't think this is going to be a throwaway season like our good friend um big Sar said a, a couple of days ago when we had him on the show i don't think that's going to be a throwaway season but i do believe that we're going to have to tamper these expectations and just say mm. look a lot of these guys on the field and off they are still learning and still trying to find their way yeah um
0: wow Everything you put was so lovely (laughs) and everything you put was so true, but I still have question marks about the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm -hmm. Rightfully so, by the way. Rightfully so. Like, um, Jawan Taylor just got suspended eight games or he's going to be out eight games.
1: I forgot about that.
0: Is it Jawan? Am I thinking of Jawan? I think I'm thinking of Jawan. Um. So blocking for Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence can have some turnovers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but he is a great quarterback. I love Trevor Lawrence. But I still think there's an opportunity. Like, let's see what this team does. Let's see how this team looks because they were competitive last year with rookies and second year players. Mm-hmm. Now you have rookies, second year, third year, vet players. Now you have competency at all of the coaching positions, the head (laughs) coaching, offensive coordinator, um, D.C., let's see what they do, man. I I, I wouldn't be shocked. I've said it before, if this team wins this division. You're right. Indy is a mirror of Houston, I think. Honestly, yeah, Indy is a mirror of Houston. Uh, And and, and Tennessee is just – Thinking limbo right now.
1: Yeah, they just they just need to hit the reset button and go to a full that's the like Tennessee is playing a dangerous game. I'm sorry. This
0: division could possibly have three rookie quarterbacks starting come week seven, eight, midway through the year. You got Anthony Richardson, CJ, Will Levis, and then you got the Golden Boy. This division could be fun (laughs) this year, by the way. Uh, but I, I wouldn't be shocked if Houston was right there about to win this division. I got question marks for all of these teams.
1: Hmm. I I would love that. I'm not going to lie to you. I would love if the Texans win this division, but I just don't know, man. Like the one thing about covering both the Texans and Rockets covering young teams, young players that actually have promising potential, they have to go through that learning curve. And I have to admit with both franchises, the coaching game was kind of subpar. So the learning curve probably took a little bit longer, but It Man, that learning curve is something else, man. And hopefully, you know, even when you consider the Rockies and, of course, for the Texans as well, better coaching means that learning curve is not going to be as painful as we saw over the last two, three years. Thank you guys for
0: checking out today's episode of the Locked On Texan podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans. Like us on Facebook. Make sure to subscribe to the Locked On Texan podcast on YouTube under the name Locked On Texans. Subscribe, like, and comment. Follow me on Twitter at John underscore Hickman 12.
1: And as always, I'm your host, Cody M. Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.